Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast. Cousin Sal coming to you with Dave Damashek, my dear, dear friend. See, I reversed it there, Dave. Usually I say, dear, dear friend. They're like, oh, who is it? Is it Tony Romo? Is it, Always is it keep Barack us guessing, Obama? Sal. Yes. What keeps it exciting for us every day. Yeah, It's you. It's actually yeah. you. Wednesday morning, lots of action last night. Playoff hockey. We don't have to talk about it. We can skip over that. Playoff-ish basketball playing games were terrible. We'll discuss that. Um, you would think even with all that going on, there was a no-hitter in Major League Baseball, and I didn't even really put it on the outline until now. Spencer Turnbull of the Tigers no-hit the Mariners, and this is how little a deal this is now with no-hitters in baseball. Can you imagine? Remember when we were young? And uh, not even young. It was like seems like mm-hmm. 15 years ago before everyone had the baseball package. Like, oh, my God. Langston has a no-hitter in the eighth. I, I really hope ESPN goes to that game or something. Maybe it was more than 15 years ago, if I'm using likes. I don't know. But anyway, right? It, it just doesn't seem. And then you're like, this is something like you'll read about the next thing. I'm like, oh, okay, Spencer Turnbull. Oh, Mariners, that doesn't seem like a big deal. Again, well, no-hitters, nothing. It, it's the, like we've talked, it's the kid in um, The Incredibles who wants to be a superhero who then grows up and he's like, uh, you know, his, his big line is, uh, once everyone's super, no one is. Once mm-hmm. everybody throws a no-hitter, does anyone throw a no-hitter, Sal? Right. You know? Is there an equivalent to this in other sport? Like, uh, all right, like yes. the triple-double is not as big a deal, but it never was to the level of a no-hitter anyway. What is going to, like, I'm not sure. I mean, you know. cycle in baseball. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of good examples in the last 20 to 40 years, I would say. One is kickers. The assumption that kickers in the NFL can make, you know, 50-plus yarders, right. you know, with better than 50% accuracy is crazy. That's just not the way the, the sport was constructed to be played. The three-pointer has... I mean, fundamentally changed basketball in the last 25 years. Once people opened up the possibility of knocking those downs and it wasn't uh, it wasn't long odds that I was going to make a three pointer. That's changed that sport. I think that's the number one. I mean, those are categories. And I'm just trying to think of like a specific feat. But you're right. Like if you see someone had like nine three pointers in a game, like, oh, that's not a big deal. Yeah. Steph had 15. I think also. I think, you know, after the Devils won the cup in 95 in the NHL, well, that that changed the sport, too. And and any goalie and and in fact, entire games, playoff games were like one, nothing two one games consistently. So number of shutouts and all of that. Uh, ticked up considerably over that decade. You want to you want to talk hockey. You want to brag. No, I do not. Over the Islanders. I know you're not a bragger, uh, but the Pens now are minus 130 to win the series, which is knotted up at one, but the Isles in game three at home are a favorite at minus 120. Go ahead. A crazy ending at the end. We, we talked about it just a little bit before the show, but uh, were you going crazy when you're not yes. allowed to catch the puck like a first baseman and, and toss it into the dugout, right? First of all, yeah, that, I mean, that was one of the, I mean, uh, first of all, though, Sal, you talk yeah. about no hitters and everything else. This is not what baseball needs. And we mm. need to move the whole thing up to Mount Pius and elect uh, Tony LaRusa officially, once and for all, the mayor of Mount Pius. I don't let him bo- rule over. Everyone's all over him. What I the don't... hell is wrong? Cause it's why? Because 
Because this self-policing motivated by piety is not good for a sport. All this nonsense about what the stupid rules are and everything else. Screw baseball. You're so precious. Um, You know, go go play it for the old people who. Well, he's not being precious. Are you you're against Larusa? Like I I know, like people say, I'm against him. Yes, I'm against it. The ball was almost bounced in the dirt. Like there are some brush brushback pitches that are purposeful, but I don't know. He's on uh, his own player for hitting a home run. What the hell? What what, the unwritten rule of baseball? He's not allowed to swing in three zero. That's crazy. But you know what? That gets me. That gets me upset. And then. What gets me more upset or really makes me question, I because I think about it, Sal, for real, it's pathetic that, I mean, I have a relatively nice life, you know, we, we live, in, we live yeah. in, in a place where it's nice and sunny and warm, I have wonderful children, I have lovely friends and everything else, and I just, like, there, there are moments, like when I'm watching the third period of the Penguins and Islanders, and the Penguins are 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 clinging to a two, one lead where I just think like, what, what am I doing? Why am I doing this to myself? It's, it's no way mm. to live, Sal. It's no way to live. It's torturous. It's, it's the only real, way to live. What, what's, it's a, what's it's the a, alternative? It's a goddamn misery, but I'm no. glad I came through clean. And now we're on the, to long Island. We'll see. They had you, a two man we'll advantage down. They couldn't get out of their own way. I mean, at, you know, between pulling the goalie and getting that late penalty, like, Two man advantage. It really looked like I, I don't know what looked like they were shorthanded. Like that was the worst advantage I've seen for the uh, the last minute and a half. They got to get it going. Their stars. That was to, crazy. But go. I mean, I, I like I say, you know, prisoner of the moment or not. I what happened was as you described with about a minute left, the puck is uh, is along the is I, I guess high up on the glass and Brian Rust to the Penguins in his own end grabs the puck with his with his mitted uh, hand yeah. and throws it out <laughs> into the neutral zone like. The hell are you doing, man? I mean, that was that was Chris Weber. I was trying to think of like what are the worst ones ever? Chris Weber calling timeout that, yeah, that he didn't worst, have. I mean, I guess one. that's. Yeah. I mean, this is up there. And if the Penguins lose that game, the series is more or less over. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're going to new, to Long Island down 0-2. They're probably not going to rally in that spot there. That would go down as one of the all-time blunders, and it still deserves. Uh, yeah, but only note. you would care. But so I don't know if it goes down all time. <laughs> I don't know. Good. Oh, my God. Remember game two? Yeah, but wasn't there a game three, four, five and six? Yeah, but game two, he, he grabbed the puck. Is it too much stick him on the gloves? Maybe he didn't mean to uh, actually catch it, corral it and bring all it All right, bum. Talk about the <laughs> move on then. I don't want to move on because Joel Solomon insists that we make a bet on the Pens. He was mad that we didn't make it before the series. Pens Islanders. I said, ah, well, maybe if it's knotted up at one, we could do it. Yes. I don't know. It's weird to bet city food because we're both in L.A., but I would bet New York pizza up done. against. Well, done what? <clears throat> you have to present something. I don't What? what's good. I don't want anything from Pittsburgh food. All right. Uh, oh, well, I, I see someone came to play. Uh, yeah. Today. What someone, do you got? Someone's feeling. Make uh, it interesting. Ca- here. Someone's catty today. Uh, I don't. All right. Let's do it. Let's do ninety thousand dollars. <laughs> All right. I was thinking like a pizza pie from Prince Street Pizza in New York, and you put something else up. Um, All right. Listen, you like a pizza? You want to try Pittsburgh uh, pizza? Let's go with a mini. I don't think That's I do. Favorite. Is it good? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> this is unnecessary. And I don't understand this ongoing trend of, <laughs> uh, of what's happening this week. We lose <laughs> Rennie Stennett. You know, Pittsburgh yeah. Pirates, great. We lose uh, comedy legend Charles Grodin. That's a yeah. gut punch, obviously. 
And, you know, then I, I, I on minus three where we talk about Northeast sports, that's my home. You know, that's my home. Mm-hmm. I invite a guest into my home and and he walks in with uh, muddy feet and drags uh, filth all over the place. That was great. Nick Costas, Giants fan, New York City sports fan supreme, comes in and gets into me about the uh, about my QB, my first ballot Hall of Fame QB. I don't like any of this, and now and- you're impugning the high-grade food of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh. I don't get it. High-grade food. Well, yeah. uh, listen, we'll give uh, Charles Grodin his due at the end of the podcast. Permanthes. How about that? Guy. Permanthes it is. All right. I guess it has to be Permanthes, and I'll come up with, like, Prince Street Pizza or something for you. Um and uh, they right, did you want pay videos. his debt. He paid his debt. He owed twenty dollars, and um, he paid it. Right? You, I, I, I challenged you to name over five and a half of the ten Forbes richest athletes, or as far as twenty twenty one went. And you, you did five, I think, or four. Anyway, you paid up. It was good. I only had to wait a day, but you got it. I got twenty dollars. It's nice. I think Joel Solomon thinks you owe him too, but um, for he, what we, we lost him. What do I he, owe Joel Solomon? He thinks he made the bet too, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure that ever went through. <laughs> I took the under. It's okay. It, he'll he'll pay me back some some way, and uh, well, I've not took- received my twenty dollars. <laughs> there you go. All right. So you have uh, we're having a pizza versus a permanti. What do I get? A, a sandwich for your pizza? Like I don't know. No, how I'll get it- you. How about I'll get you? You know, four different meats or five different meats. I'll get that so all you right. can sample it. You can lay it out for the fellas under your roof, and you can all taste test it. And decide all right, what's let's your do favorite. That. This is a little weird because we're both in L.A., like I said, and uh, you know I don't know of, of any great pizza in in Pittsburgh. I could check it out because I have an app where people could rate pizza and they give a score, and then I eat it and give a score. I mean, I get it. Oh wait, that's this not is- me. This is why Los Angeles suffers. It's because New York City people, the only city that they would ever dare leave their precious uh, Mm -hmm. five boroughs to live in is Los Angeles. And they do it primarily for the industry to come out into entertainment. But they would never live anywhere else unless they're in retirement and they move to Florida. Um, I don't know if you heard one of uh, the former New Yorkers now lives in Florida is in a bit of hot water legally um, in one New York. One of the former but, New Yorkers? Oh, yes, yes, Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. I, I heard so. about that. Yeah. But but mostly people in New York never leave New York. And, every, mm-hmm. and that's because the only thing that matters to New Yorkers is New York itself. Everywhere else sucks in, the, in mm-hmm. their minds. L.A. suffers, you see, because in comparison to New York. It's not that LA is bad. It's just that it's not New York City. So everybody in New York uh, has created... New York controls the national opinion more than the rest of us realize. And so New Yorkers go on and on. And in fact, they're the ones writing the scripts on TV and movies. And so that's a recurring theme. LA sucks. It's a bunch of phonies and everything else. It's not New York. And so we all accept that LA sucks and everybody's a big phony out here. Uh, right. But that's perpetuated by New York City. Right, and it's just you. Pizza, it's yeah. pizza is one of those is one of those things. The the, the notion that the that only New York City can make a good pizza is is one of the more loco uh, well, postures that New Yorkers the, like. To the take. other thing is you kind of have you have to look to find the great pizza in New York. I, I feel like people go to Times Square. It just gets me crazy. People go is to Times right? Square and ah uh, yeah, you go to Midtown, right? Mikey Meatball Spaghetti, you guys. You go to Midtown and get pizza and you're going to get like a C plus pie. You just are. You got to go downtown. You got, of course, some of the boroughs, Long Island, whatever. Uh, You got to look. It's not all great pizza. It's not all great Chinese food. You could be disappointed. Um, So, yeah, do your research on on pizza. 
But uh, oh, Spaghetti could do a whole Staten Island corner. He could just give you like Staten Island's, Staten Island's yeah. where the best pizza is. That's the best pizza in New York. Is that Spaghetti. it? Yeah. Spaghetti, go ahead. Just throw one 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 establishment at us for people to look at. Maybe this is where I'll send Dave uh, pizza if the Islanders lose. But well, if you want to go to Queens, I New Park's pretty good. Brooklyn, I'd say probably Simone Gardens. Staten Island, uh, my favorite's known as, but the prop the most. Popular one is Danino's right next to the Ralph's Italian Ices. So those probably the three that come to mind. I would say to go. And I agree with you. So do not go to Times Square for pizza. It's the worst. Well, and I, I see people in Times Square and it's clearly tourists and they have like the Yankee cap and they're like, just like, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're wearing all the tourist garb and uh, I want to lay my body in front of the Sparrows in Times Square. It's like, no, don't do it. They're charging $6 a slice and it's fucking awful. Just don't do it, please. Open up Yelp for four seconds. You'll find better. But yeah, that's. Uh, By the way, can I say one thing? L.A. has very good pizza options. Yeah. Again, you got to look. But yeah, there's there's sure. um, about a six or eight, I would say, are, are great. I don't know. I mean, there are new good ones popping up all the time. All right. Let's stop talking about pizza. All right. I will say this hockey before we get off hockey. Six of the last seven games have not gone to overtime between Tuesday. No, between Monday and Tuesday. So there I think there are five today. Bet three of them to go OT. You'll get it. You'll get like plus 290 odds on them and at least two, maybe three go to overtime. Well, get kudos to, to you. Yes. Um, you you did call overtime in game two between the Caps and <laughs> Bruins. You did. I said 60-minute win for the Bruins, and I was wrong. Obviously, it went to overtime. Um, you did the old Andy Rooney 60-minute win, and it didn't, it didn't win, right? No, no I, I did. I did. I, I don't want to pat myself on the back for a loser, but I'm in the coldest of all cold snaps. I cannot get anything right, but I did say Taylor Hall and Marshawn for right. goal. So, so that was good. But, um, uh, you know, styles make the matchup and this Capitals Bruin series, they are both big, big, heavy teams and they bang each other around real good. It's been, um, an enjoyable series, two games through, but the one you got to circle in, in my book is they're just for fun. The Avs are not that much better than the Blues or anyone else. Mm. I mean, the, the, the Avs are, are the favorite, it would seem. I like your lightning pick from the other night. I agree with you about that. I think that series was over by the end of game one. They yeah. took the Panthers' best punch. They survived it, and you could see game two coming. Um, the lightning now up 2-0 on their way back to Tampa. But um, the Blues are plus 280 to win the game. The money line right. blues are 280. You got to do that just for it's a fun. Lot. It's a lot. So sometimes there's just uh there's they, teams just get trucked, but for the most part, yeah, it's overtime, it's close games, it's 1-1, it's 2-1, right. maybe there's an empty netter. Let's talk about basketball. Um the East play-in game. So this is 7-10. No, this is sorry, 7 versus 8, 9 versus 10. I think 7 versus 10, 8 versus 9 would be better. The Hornets See, this is a case against this. This is a fun mm. little thing, the the um, playing series. But the Hornets bounced by the Pacers, and it was never a game. In fact, we did our race to 10 thing. Paul A. Kidd says, let's take the Pacers, minus 113. They were up 3-0. It was tied 3-3. Then they went on an 8-0 run. It was, uh, there was no drama. We won the race to 10. And then when we all went off and lost other bets. But that was a win. And the Hornets just got crushed. And then it's like, all right, this is why a 10th seed maybe shouldn't be in this. And then the Celtics beat up on the Wizards. That was unsatisfying too. I don't know. Maybe single elimination is the answer for this. I think it would be 
a lot. More I like fun of a I like the I like the shaming aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know that if like you lose, it's like all right, now you got to go play again. And if you lose, now we're sending you home. How do you like that? Yeah. You know, there's there's something enjoyable as I always uh, talk about. I believe in merit, and so I like uh, giving demerits to to the teams that don't deserve to be there. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I mean the 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 headline for me is um, I said the Wizards, and so of course they had to lose. Congratulations, Celtics! Yeah, we all love the Wizards. Everything was pointing to the Wizards. Boston hadn't won a meaningful game in like three weeks, and the Wizards, oh, you know, seventeen to twenty one games, triple double for Westbrook. Beal was that Beal? It looked like he played. A little hurt, but now they have to host the Pacers tomorrow night, and the loser is bounced, and the winner gets the eight seed. Um, Celtics go on to play the Nets. Lots of history now. Kyrie against Boston. That'll be fun. Nets are uh, minus eight. They're an eight-point favorite in game one. Kyrie doesn't care about basketball as much as, um, well, I don't know that he ever cared. But anyway, that'll be a fun series. Um, at least there's a rivalry in game one, right? What's interesting to me about that is this is this is something that I kind of knew intuitively, but confirmed it with two New Yorkers is it, it kind of jumped out at me as I was talking with Eddie Spaghetti and Nick Costas on minus three. No one in that in the tri-state area cares about the Nets. It's They're, they're the team that's supposed to win the whole title. Mm. Everybody is you know, exponentially more excited by the four seed Knickerbockers than they yeah. are the, the, than the Nets. It's a weird dynamic going on there. Um, the Nets way, needed, and the, it, was, it was it was a good bet that the Nets would become pot, right? Okay, so they trade for hard. They get hardened. It's like, okay, they're going to be New York's team, right? All we need is uh, we got to get this pandemic out of the way immediately. That didn't happen. And we need, need the Knicks to suck. Well, that always happens. We didn't get it. So there's no momentum, I don't think, on the Nets side or new fans to the Nets or anything like that. Yeah, That's the big, the, the giant sun that is the Knickerbockers uh, obscured the yeah. uh, the rise of uh, the moon named Nets in Brooklyn there. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I'll keep, uh, you know, I keep saying it, but yeah, I'll, I'll ride with the Nets certainly over the, uh, over the Celtics here. And it's a funny bit of symmetry that, uh, what was that? Twelve years ago now, the the original big three, not LeBron's in Miami, but the original big three was up in Boston. There, what was they at? Yeah, Thirteen, fourteen years ago already, and um, that's right. LeBron then picks up on that and goes to Miami and does his thing. Then he leaves that to join Kyrie in Cleveland, wins a title, and now Kyrie against the original Don't ruin big it three. For us. Somehow there's a math to it. Yeah, come on, I didn't see all this. Um, <laughs> Spoiler LeBron, around, as right? you mentioned, they host uh, the Lakers host the Warriors. This is the seven eight game and the loser will play the winner of Memphis. And what am I thinking in San Antonio? So Memphis is a four point favorite, 224 Lakers, five and a half and 218. You know, Dave, when I was in law school, yes, I went to law school. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, a property exam and this was you had one test and whatever your grade was, that was your grade for the semester. So that was it. It was a property exam and it was uh. an open book, open book exam. And there was 200 people in the class. And um, so everybody had their notes. They had their book. It didn't really matter that it was open book because it was just so much to know. And if you were lost, you were lost. I guess you could get some verbiage. You know, you could get it down to what you wanted to say and not sound stupid with the open book. But all right, it was an advantage, but it wasn't really advantage. So Professor Hunt in the beginning of the class comes and right before the exam, he says, no books. 
And he says, put your books away. And grown men and women are crying now. They're weeping. <laughs> no books. This open book <laughs> exam. Everyone needed their open book as a crutch. And I'm laughing because you know how it is with me. If anyone in the room is more upset about anything than me, then uh, then it's a win, even if it, right. it's detrimental to me. It's a weird thing in my head. Anyway, I think uh, Commissioner Silver, right before this Lakers-Warriors game, should say, single elimination right before the tip. And that's it. That's it. You're eight. <laughs> Steph, you're out. LeBron, you're out. One of you is gone. What do you think? Well, I mean, it's a it's a good idea. I say go the other way. Why don't we make all these tests like best uh, best of seven? Like, oh, you screwed it up that one. You, <laughs> you failed. But guess what? You can come back and you know. No, I, that's no fun. That's no, no fun. that that is excellent. I mean, what it, you really you really do stink. You're the all time mixer. <laughs> I have I have. I have been victimized by exactly what Sal is talking about. I think people want to live the life that Sal lives. I think people, they 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 think themselves capable yeah. of hanging with Sal. I've watched people want to uh, tangle with him. You know, like I, you got to be <laughs> to be the best. You got to beat the best, and they want to mess with Sal. But like, listen, are you willing to pay the price? I have watched Sal. Thank you. I've experienced Sal. Stay up all night, even though he wants to go to bed. But right. it's more important to not let me go to sleep. So he has to keep himself awake just to torment me, never mind the torture he's causing on himself. That's the price that Sal's willing to pay. Thank are you. Are you willing to pay it? I don't know. I mean, you are, Sal, but the <laughs> listener, are you willing? Me I, I'm not. I don't want it. I make deals. Professor Hunt, Cecil Hunt. I, That's right. It. I, 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 I I do plea deals. That's what I do. I just try to knock it down and and you know have a have a breezy. I'll I'll, I'll yeah. flip. I'll I'll flip on a in a second. If you need me to to roll over <laughs> on Eddie Spaghetti or Baby okay. Grace Joel or otherwise, I am in. I just I don't want the smoke from South. Okay, that's good. For sure. Good. I have a we'll talk after the show then. I okay, have plans good. for both those guys you mentioned. Um, <laughs> and so anyway, it's not going to be single elimination. Professor Hunt is probably not going to step in and and decree that this is uh you lose, you go home for good. But LeBron versus Steph, let's see, let's say this, Dave, your life depends on it. Just your, your, uh, actually your ear, your left ear depends on it. You lose an ear one-on-one. -on -one, you have to pick LeBron or Steph game to 11. Yeah. Where are you going? Well, I've always referred to with this. And in fact, I think we should replace NBA All-Star Weekend with just a big one-on-one -on -one tournament or in fact, two one-on-one -on -one tournaments. Mm. Everybody, 6'10 and under and um, say, or whatever, 6'9 and under and 6'10 and up. that Because you need two brackets. Because right. in the early 80s, one of the little scene events, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, Jim there, a, a producer Jim said that he wasn't even aware this existed. Once Dr. J and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played on closed caption TV, can you imagine pay-per-view if this went on? And I think everybody would pay for it right now if the two best in the sport did this. They played one-on-one mm. -on -one against each other on pay-per-view, and yeah. uh, Kareem smoked Dr. J. The length yeah. is impossible to defeat. It was like a it, child like trying to get the ball. Right? It was ridiculous. Like, well, he was trying to back him in. Yeah. He was yeah. trying to back in Kareem, yeah. and there was nothing you could do. However, Steph has limitless range. So how far rightly can LeBron chase him out? I mean, like if Steph's hitting 34 footers, what, what's LeBron really going to be able to do? Right. I got to take LeBron. The, he, if LeBron yeah. gets the ball though, Steph can't stop him. That's, I mean, if, if it's make it, take it, 
if LeBron makes a, a basket, I don't see where Steph's getting the ball back. He can I'm just going back LeBron him in the rest also. of the game. Yeah, I'm going LeBron also. First of all, he's going to call every... Is there a referee? Because he'll, he'll take it to the hoop every time and he'll either make it or he'll call a foul, right? Now, if the threes are worth twos, if the game's to 11 by one and the, mm. and the threes are worth two points, then Curry has the advantage, right? He'll just run around, right? Um, but how about that? You hit on something. Forget this 7, 8, 9, 10 thing. This, you want ratings? This is the game. I don't care about Caldwell Pope shooting a jumper in the third quarter. LeBron versus Steph, one-on-one. -on -one. That's which team advances right there. I love Ball it. on your that, shoulders. <laughs> that would be Do lots of way. fun. Yeah, I'm typically philosophically against the way they settle the World Cup that it all just boils down like, oh, wait, we're we're 37 minutes away from, uh, from uh, penalty kicks. Let's just nobody do anything until that arrives. It creates the 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 worst product, in my opinion, to my untrained soccer eyes. But yes, it would be funny if if all the sports just did that. You know, like forget overtime. Hey, Justin Tucker and Chris Boswell, settle this old school from mm. the fifty yard line with kicks. Uh, it'd be the best. It'd be the best. LeBron already said that Steph's the MVP, right? Okay, mm -hmm. all right, take him on MVP, and also he's courting him to come to LA for when Steph becomes a free agent. Oh, the storylines would be endless here, and if Curry pulled the upset, that would be fantastic too. Yeah, I mean, the, it really is fun to think about. Football is great because of the one and done nature of it, but the right. sport. I, I can't imagine watching a hockey team, watching my hockey team. Like it all is one game. That would make me sick. I wouldn't be able to watch it. But I mean, a baseball game, like if the if the playoffs were just a, 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 I mean, you watch those one game playoffs, and I guess you get a pretty fair sense of of yeah when it's the hundred and sixty. No, but isolated to the players, but... the two best players. Let's see it, <laughs> especially in this situation where they just really created the seven, eight, nine, ten thing. Anyway, why the hell not? Why couldn't we do it? Uh, hey, PGA Championship. This is fun. Golf fans. Mm -hmm. FanDuel mm -hmm. is letting new users place their first bet on the PGA Championship risk-free up to $1,000. Yes. Very exciting. I'm betting Kepka to not make the cut, Dave. That's crazy. He's a, mass, he's, a, he's a majors machine, right? But you can get him for like plus 162, I think, on FanDuel to not make the cut. Since that knee injury, he hasn't been the same. Yeah, but I was anyway. going to say, he's banged up yeah. still, right? He's not 100%. Yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't seen the weekend in like tw 12 weeks. I mean, he's survived in, in his life. He's seen the weekend, but he hasn't played golf hmm. um, competitively on the weekend. Although oh, maybe it's competitive. Well, I don't know what fixed, he's doing on the weekend. As but. long as we're fixing sports, uh, yes. let me fix um, the PGA Championship. This is an obvious one. Go ahead. Match play is the way to do it. PGA Championship has no vibe whatsoever. It is just plainly this throwaway tournament that they call uh, a, a major. major. They yeah. should make, they should jazz it up, make it distinctive, and uh, give it a little match play. Then everybody will match pay attention. Play. It would be different, at least, right? All right, I think so. You, uh, you mind if I get back to the ad read? Um, <laughs> wait, hold on. Yeah, okay. okay. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. we don't have yeah, to yeah, fix every sport. No, All I'm right. done. Just place your first bet using promo code extra points and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. Yes, bet golf on America's number one sports book. Always great promos, easy to use. It's safe and secure and fast payouts. You get paid in as little as 24 hours. But most of all, love that you can bet anything on golf. Like I said, make or miss the cut. I like Spieth to, uh, to win it. 
Um, but I don't know. That might be too obvious. It's crazy. It's the top 100. So there's so many different ways to go about it. Outright winner, make, miss the cut, head-to-head matchups, tons of other tournament props. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today and sign up using promo code extra points so they know we sent you again. That's promo code extra points. Dave, we don't have golf picks, or at least I don't. I'm going to give a basketball pick um, that's very special to FanDuel because it's part of the same game parlay. Excellent. I'm going... LeBron, 20 or more points, the Lakers to score over 112 and a half, and the Lakers minus nine and a half. That gets you plus 260, two meetings against the Golden State Warriors. They won by 57 points. LeBron had a triple-double last time they met, and the Lakers shot 63%. I think it's a high-scoring game. I think it stinks. I think the Lakers are going to blow them out, and you get plus 260 for that. LeBron, 20 or more, Lakers over 112 and a half. And the Lakers minus nine and a half. Dave, you have a less obvious one in um, in hockey on the ice. What do you like? Yeah. Um, by the way, I agree with you on that one. So I don't mean to put the stink on on them. I'm going to go with, like I say, I'm, I'm going to roll the dice. It's an exciting time on the sports calendar with these playoffs. And the Avs, while the favorite to at least survive their division, if not win the whole thing, I mean, come on. What, what? Who do we think this team is all of a sudden? The Blues won the Stanley Cup just a couple of years ago. Right. Their game bunches they showed in game one. Give me the road team in Denver, Colorado, who, by the way, wear ugly uniforms. I don't care. It's a, it's a distraction to me. Um, give mm. me the Blues plus 280 on the money line. I agree. I'll imagine how tough are the Avalanche going to be once they get Aaron Rodgers. My God. I mean, if they're just <laughs> no, that's rolling through, it's a different thing. I Maybe don't know. I don't so many, know. too many sports going on, Dave. Uh, speaking of football, though, Mike Davis, did you see this? This is fun. Yes. This is how we want to keep football alive. <laughs> like we had the, we have free agency, we had the draft, we had the schedule release. Like, okay, there's a little bit of a lull here. Now let's focus on Mike Davis's legs. Hill producer Jim Cunningham, pull that up. There's a picture of him in training camp. I guess I don't know what's going on, and his legs are ridiculous. I mean. I don't even know to call them tree trunks isn't fair, right, Dave? Well, no, it's it's really something. When we were growing up, the the guy who everybody referenced was uh, was your pal Robert Newhouse. They always talk they like it was it was for the youngsters out there. It was the equivalent. <laughs> there you see him. It was the equivalent of Tom Brady's a six round draft pick, and Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard level mentions yeah. of this. It was always like Robert Newhouse. Do you know that his thighs measure out? Like I don't know. Why do we have to keep talking about this uh, this guy's thighs? Then it became Earl Campbell. And so yeah. on. And here we are now at Mike Davis. And it's just as it looks like an optical illusion or like the camera yeah. blew them up or I don't know what. Yeah. Well, it's, here's what's weird. First of all, that we're talking about it. And this is what we're reduced to as men in 2021. Like, you know, we can't talk about Amal Clooney's legs because that'll seem creepy. But mm. uh, as 50 plus year old men, we have to marvel about uh, this fourth string fantasy running backs legs. Um, but my God. And if you're Mike Davis, are you like, yeah. I've been like this for years. Why is everyone just noticing? Did he commission someone to take the picture and say, hey, um, my average draft position in fantasy snake is 106. I'd like to drop that to the high 80s. Uh, take a picture of these crazy legs. I think you just said it, Sal, and I think you are right. I think that there will be, I don't know, in our league, probably Dan Dratch, who mm -hmm. is easily seduced by by buzz, like I heard that rookie who was the fifth round draft pick is going to make yeah. like, and they will overspend in their auction. He and Hench to get that running back would be like, yeah, he's the fourth stringer, man. Like you, you just heard the wrong. 
there will be somebody in every fantasy league that overdrafts Mike Davis because of that pick. Because of the the big legs. Yes. People will think like, well, look, he must be good. Yeah. There will definitely be some dope in every fantasy league that overreaches to get Mike Davis because of this photo. He's part of that Falcons backfield, right? Which you don't, mm-hmm. he knows, but you have no idea who's getting the ball or or anyone. They'll probably just hand off to Kyle Pitts that. But anyway, all right, Mike Mike Davis, good job by you with those legs. I, I do wonder what his take is. Like, yeah, what what took so long to see this? Like Metcalf gets all the praise because he has his shirt off. What do I have to do? But I'm looking at him. Because he he's like, Metcalf. I'm I'm uh, Mike Day Thigh. Yeah, know. I see. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I mean, it looks like um, once in a while you get like a UPS driver. I'll be like, oh, my God, what the hell is that? I, I don't know. It's uh, I'm mesmerized by this picture of Mike Davis and his cartoonish legs. Also mesmerizing. You remember you a Game of Thrones fan, right? Check. Of course, of course. The Mountain from Game of Thrones. Now he and uh, Hafthor Bjornsson. Is that his name? Yeah, I think he tried out for the Colts at one point, right? He's done it all. And now he's getting into boxing and he lost 100 pounds. Jim, pull that up. I'm not sure which physique would you rather have out of these two. I mean, there's, I think he lost, did he weigh 400 pounds? Is that what I was reading? Because everything's in uh, kilometers, not kilometers, but whatever the friggin' weight is on the other side. I don't, I, I'm still not, I'm still not over all these years later over what happened, the, the events at the Red Wedding. Um, yeah. You know, the unspeakable events, but he, not too far off is what he did to the Viper. The Viper got cocky for just a second. That was long enough to- well, He ripped his face off, right? Was that that? He, put, he blew his eyes up in his head. He just crushed his skull. It was terrible. Gonna- like, he knocked the Viper down, and I mean, it was like two seconds later, and you're like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, he's going to die. He's going to kill the Viper. Blew his head up. Yeah, he went from 205 kg kilograms, I guess, to 155 kilograms, which they say is the equivalent- or translates from a weight loss to 452 pounds to 342 pounds. He was 450? My God. And now he's 340 in that uh, picture. There was nothing about him that you would think like, yeah, he's carrying a little bit extra weight around the gut area there. He's not like an offensive lineman or something. He looked like a jacked up, like that's his, you know, probably a guy who lifts a lot of weights, but there's he's not carrying three extra pounds. One of those guys who seems like his body fat would be, I don't know what's good body fat. I don't know. Well, you see the difference. You you definitely do see a difference there. Okay. There you go. Uh, I don't know. I think I'd rather have the before. I want the before physique. I mean that uh, you walk in a room like that. Look, everything's great. Look, I mean, it's amazing. The the after is also, but I don't know. I, I mean, you, you, you carry a special kind of gravitas. If you walk in the room with the before, uh, version of Hop I'm inclined Bjornsen. to agree with you, but for the listener who can't see what we're looking at right mm-hmm. now, I think that you need, it's kind of like, I always tell uh, young parents, I hate people who give advice to mm-hmm. new parents because as though they're wizards about raising children because they had them themselves. But one key little uh, detail, always take pictures of your little ones next to a grown up because it's the scale that you that right. is so striking when you look like oh look how little oh my god remember when they were here she was so little the mountain dwarfs any other human being like they yeah. should put you know put put him next to a normal human being and either one would be so daunting that uh i don't know what but yeah it's it's he is 
Well, now he's going to box as a, as a 340 Oh, I pounder. thought it was MMA. I thought you yeah, were well, fight. Yeah, well, I thought oh. so too, but I guess he had a fight. He had an uh, actual fight against another strong man and starting in January, he like started his boxing career. But yeah, that he doesn't make he sense, does it? Does it? He's, too, he's too big to be successful as a boxer, right? I think so. He, I think, like, although I guess there's those heavyweights now, that is their chief um, physical trait is that they're super long now. Am I right yeah. about that? That most of the successful heavyweights from Tyson Fury on down are all mar- well, like that's six six. I mean, the, Tyson now. Fury is the gold standard, and yes, you need a chin to survive a guy like that. But it's a guy depending on um, if he wants to go on a, a <laughs> drink for three months straight. Um, that's our champ. Otherwise, it's a wide open division, right? Joshua, very. I don't. I don't know. There's a lot of. Um, inconsistency in the heavyweight division. He's got to do something. He can't just walk around and say, hey, remember me? I was the mountain and lift uh, kegs for 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 fun, right? Our brains, yeah. I think our brains work. That's why more than any other reason, and it's not uh, uh, political correctness or whatever that we, that we woke up as a society and said, look at the damage these people are doing to each other. Obviously, we continue to watch it happen in other sports. The mm-hmm. thing that hurts boxing more than anything else, including MMA, is the sense that the heavyweight rank doesn't matter anymore because all mm-hmm. the best athletes 50 or 70 years ago, if you were a giant human being, you would you would be a prize fighter. Now you're playing tight end or uh, or power right. forward. Um, so this is great for uh, this is great. I hope the mountain yeah. is good. I hope this is good because yeah, because you know now um, it, all the ranks all all the ranks underneath just don't have the. Uh, you know, heavyweight champion of the world still has a ring to it. He even here. I mean, should he just fight Jake Paul now? Just, just get that out of <laughs> yes. the way. Yes. Do that. Everyone has to fight Jake Paul before they become serious or after they become serious. In the case of uh, Mayweather, or I guess he's fighting Logan Paul. Who the hell could keep track? Jim, what happened? You have some inside information on this. I toughness. like that idea, Sal. Like you can't, we're, we're, we can't take you seriously in, in, until you beat Jake Paul. Yeah. Like that's the that's the minimum standard. He's it's like just passing there. your physical, right? Right. Exactly. I like that. Uh, we had Braun Strowman on the uh, wrestling podcast I used to work on, the Mass mm-hmm. Man Show, and yeah. I asked him who would win in a fight between him and the Mountain, and he said immediately, "I'll kick the shit out of the Mountain." <laughs> they used to be in like strongman competitions together. He's like, you could ask him. He knows. I'll kick the shit out of him. See, the <laughs> problem like, is the strongman. The strongman competition is not the tough man competition, right? It's like right. That's butterbean. You could lift um, cars over your head, like a Nissan Maxima over your head. It, it's that doesn't translate to wow. Well, you're going to be able to choke out any individual you come up against. But yes, yeah, yeah. Butterbean. If you look at him, he's not winning any strongman competition. That's a good example, Jim. But uh, kicks the crap out of everybody. Yeah, most of the guys that look like the mountain who are mm-hmm. just zero body fat, completely jacked, are right. not. That doesn't trans. Look around professional sports. How many of those guys are that level of specimen? They're not really like offensive linemen and defensive linemen are intentionally carrying an extra sixty pounds of just pure blubber on them. You know, they right. they, they don't look that way and. The other chief ingredient that I or or detail Sal, I, I've watched Sal take down uh, guys twice his size. Thank you. I, well, that's true. You have. It's I shouldn't be able to take Ray Ho- Oldhoffer down, right? With all the the stories behind. But yeah, yeah, you got you got to. I don't know. Like, and I have minimal wrestling skills, and and if you know a little about everything, you're you're gonna do well in the tough man. But meatballs would beat you. Yeah, yeah. Anyone would beat me now. I got a. Uh, it's no good. 
We had that Mark Schlereth-on, though, former um, heavyweight mm-hmm. champ, wrestling champ, high school in Alaska. And I oh, kind of laughed at that. him. Well, he got uh, he didn't get mad, but I was like, all right, you're a high school champ in Alaska. What do you go from igloo to igloo? Like, I, I didn't I didn't imagine he had. He's like, screw that. We had 150 kids in our room. I was like, 150 kids in the wrestling room. I can't imagine. We had like 15 a year. And without but, what else is there to do there? You know, you got to yeah. find something to do indoors. But, you know, it's so. the same thing as. Well, I, I continue to threaten to do it, and I keep seeing these ads. By the way, NBC knows that uh, the Olympics are going to get canceled, probably, right? Where they keep running these ads like without any asterisk. I, like, I, I thought hey, it was coming in July, ago. unless yeah. they get canceled. But they, they don't do that. They're like, Simone Biles, remember that? More right. of that coming up this summer. Um, Thank God, by the way. Thank God they're holding out hope. But this is because these NBA finals would have gone to September. I mean, that was the big thing. We have to get the NBA finals and the, and the hockey, the Stanley Cup finals have to end before July 21st, 22nd. And uh, and it looks like they claim that's going to happen, but I don't know. I can't see it. Um, you know, I, I I have two plus years then to to um, actually come through on my on my threat to everybody. I'm tired of this jive of people being like, I'm an Olympic athlete. I'm on the U.S. luge team or mm. I'm on the U.S. bobsled team. Like, guess what? You know how I get on it? I announce I'm willing to do it. How many people can? It's the same thing as being an Alaskan wrestler. There have to be like two people <laughs> willing to do it. So all you have to do is volunteer. Guess what? You're on the U.S. bobsled team. You can be one. Of, you can be the second or third guy. Why is bobsled that one of the one 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 of the most uh, right there in plain sight for all of us? Every four years, we watch this bobsled thing, mm. and we watch the two man bobsled. The one guy steers it, and then the other guy pushes it. Who came up with? I mean, it really is probably someone like you or me, one of our forefathers. So I was like, I went in on this. I don't want to actually have to do any hard work to contribute, but I do want the glory of a medal. So like they have the two man. That's it. You two guys sit in. Both have a job. Yeah. Why the four man bobsled? What the hell do the two in the middle do? They're just along for the ride. You and me may as well go out for it. In fact, no. forget the luge. You and me are going out for the 2024 U.S. men's bobsled team, you and me are two and three. We'll sit in between Is two good right? guys and we'll we'll come home. Maybe with, with any luck, we'll have a medal around our neck when we return from wherever they're holding these oh, things. Oh, I don't know. I get too Let's claustrophobic. I couldn't sit like in a, in a car. I'm with not sitting people. behind you. Believe me. Trust yeah. me. I, there's no way. I The only rule is I'm in front of you. Well, uh, in front's not for, great either. I don't know for, what you're, you're I don't hoping know. for. The guy, the guy who's pushing from behind, just hold your <laughs> gas. Please hold your gas until his job is complete of pushing we'll, the thing. We'll to gas top our speed. way to the finish line. Yeah. yeah then you're ga- Then you hit the gas, and that's uh, the secret ingredient that takes us to victory. That's perfect. Uh oh man, Charles Grodin, eighty six yes. years old. I thought about him, like, oh my god, eighty six, and then I considered like, well, that would make him about our age in Midnight Run, and that makes sense. But 80, so, so basically Sad, that's dude. bad news for us. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, Charles Grodin, Heaven Can Wait, great, saw it, uh, Midnight Run, one of my favorites. Top yep. top 10, I think, for me, favorites. And he was terrific. He was a Duke, right? Okay, John yeah. the Duke, Mardukas, and uh, De Niro was Jack Walsh. Great duo. Uh, what'd you think? A Pittsburgh native, huh? Pittsburgh native. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think because of, 
in the early days of HBO, or at least in the early days of HBO in our house, seems like old times. It was like HBO mm. in a, at a certain time only had, it seemed like, about four movies at any given month, and they would just run them on a loop. Right. And so um, my sister Debbie and I have seen, we, we've seen Empire Strikes Back in the hundreds and Flash Gordon in the hundreds, but also seems like old times is way up there, too. We have, I've seen Charles Grodin and Goldie Hawn and Chevy Chase. It's a delightful early mm. 80s picture if you've never seen it, but yeah. still doesn't come close to being even as good as, as you say, uh, probably a top 20 movie. If you like, what is great about Hollywood movies? I think that, I, I think Midnight Run is kind of that timeless classic. I really do feel like it's hard to, if you enjoy things, if you if you like stuff, it would be hard to say like, yeah, Midnight Run is is pedestrian. It's just a it's just a nice fun picture. And um, and well, you like have you to say, do like the con the dynamic, right? The two man dynamic or two woman or man one whatever it is in comedy and. Like I like John Candy and Steve Martin and planes, yeah. trains, and automobiles. This I feel like is a, a notch above the relationship between De Niro and uh, Grodin in Midnight Run. There are a few of them, and uh, uh, right, odd couple buddy yeah, pictures, yeah. or yeah, right. I mean, obviously that's a a big one, but yeah, it's about as oh, well so done as you'll funny. ever see it done this side of uh, of Newman and Redford. Um, but go watch the, Midnight Run. I, I it do, does hold up. I showed it to my fifteen year old oh, yeah, a few definitely. months ago. It holds up. It's a, a lot of these older movies are slow, and it's like, yeah, yeah, but watch this. Like, all right, Dad, really? I waited twenty five minutes for that for that exchange in the diner. Like, yeah, now this goes. It's it it's does have a pack. very funny, but also timeless. It's very it, it, it's paradoxically dated and yet also timeless at the same time is the score of that movie. Do, 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 oh yeah, do, right, do, right, right. Do, do. There's yeah. something about the 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 scoring of that that's oddball to right. to your 21st century ears and yet it works for that picture. But the other one that so many people have not seen for some I guess it's just an old movie at this point is Heaven Can Wait. Go watch that. If you're a sports yeah. fan, you'll love it. And then that brings me full circle back. It reminds me to to this being a bad week from the way society at large regards the city of Pittsburgh. They take Grodin away from us. Mm -hmm. And in Heaven Can Wait, Charles Grodin has to watch on the TV. Part of the plot line of that is Charles Grodin is is in the mansion with because uh, he because he's uh, he, he's making time with uh, um, Diane Cannon um, in that picture. And they're watching on the TV. The Pittsburgh Steelers losing overtime to the Los Angeles Rams. Is that and this right? Is this is Hollywood's ongoing. I don't know what. Why? I don't know why. Why Hollywood wants to go down and come down on, on on the city that saved our society in the mid 20th century against the Nazi Comanche scourge. sucks. That's why. No. It's and let me tell you something. I don't like I yeah. don't like that in heaven can wait. They make the Steelers lose it over oh to the Rams. I don't like that. I, I, I don't like it that in sudden death they attacked the civic arena while a Stanley Cup final is going on. I don't like in Super Bowl 10 in Black Sunday. It gets attacked. It's marred by the Goodyear blimp flying in with terrorists uh, <laughs> uh, 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 being carried underneath it. And I don't like in the natural that Roy Hobbs hits the uh. home run to send the New York Knights to the World Series while shards of glass dangerously fall on the <laughs> Pittsburgh Pirates outfielders. I you don't know, like I, any of it. I went, when I did, when I thought about this this morning, I'm like, all right, we'll talk about Charles Grodin. We'll give him his due. We'll pay tribute. I mean, it's the one topic that Dave won't steer back to the fucking 1960s Pittsburgh sports. And boy, do I feel like an idiot. You were what, wrong. How did so I not now see Now you've this learned your lesson. Joel, what, we have to think uh, further into this thing. I mean, it was right in front of us. <laughs>
There's always a way. It's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I was just going to say way more. Six degrees of goddamn Bill Mazeroski. Six six degrees of Chip Ham in that. Yeah. Well, sorry. Rest in peace, Charles Grodin. Thanks for your contributions. Um, They would have been greater and acknowledged in a different way had you considered what was in the background playing on the television in some of your movies. He's uh, an all-time... The the thing you really should do... I mean, you should definitely go watch the classic pictures that we just talked about, but... Also, dig up show. on YouTube. Dig up on YouTube. Watch him on Johnny Carson and David Letterman. He yeah. is, he is in the he is in the top five late night show guests, if that is a category. I, and I, I think say so here too. it is. You know, I threw that out to my cousin Jimmy and he didn't uh call me an idiot. I said top ten. So um that means he <laughs> may uh I may have hit on something there. But I'd he love really to hear is great because because he um because he he well he made the host uncomfortable whether it was Carson or Letterman that's all I'm there for he's great and I actually it's funny like three weeks ago I watched him on uh, Carson he was terrific I'm, I was pulled up and then I watched like ten clips uh, yesterday of him on Letterman and Carson just terrific. I'd love to hear Jimmy Kimmel's because uh, obviously he loved late night TV before he started doing it himself yeah Richard Harris is the all to me is the all-time funniest the the old yeah. uh you know sir i think he's sir richard harris it's he so died. hard though yeah i know it's i mean the bill murray's the great um you know michael keaton's always very funny yeah michael keaton oh we can go steve on martin on. is is uh i mean but martin, steve martin you would expect to be fun. too martin, martin short, short is, is like the great. classic uh um late night guest he really is great um yeah all right. Well, we could put together a list for that. Uh, hit us up at what is it? What's the email address anymore? The extra points gang at gmail.com. Give us your list of uh, comedy greats as it pertains to late night talk show appearances. We like Roden right in there. The top 10. What else oh, you got, Dave? Sure. Minus three. In the top 10. Minus three. We'll do one for you tomorrow with uh, to take the pulse of the Boston sports fan and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the East um, in front of the East. Uh, playoffs really getting going there we'll see how hench feels about all that i do say like we talked about earlier uh go back and listen to nick costas on the earlier week uh or this week's uh episode of minus three gangbuster stuff on new york city um and uh, we kind of go into some futures with the nfl but also we discuss we keep it to the northeast but i'd be interested sal to open this up to the extra points audience the next mm. five years, because beyond that is ridiculous. And even five years in the future at this point is a little bit too deep into the future. But what sports town is going to win the most titles? All right. In the next five years? I mean, I you need know, to think about this a little. The, yeah, it's very hard the, if you the think extra about points it. Gang, the extra points gang at gmail.com. We also have a hotline if you want to leave your response to that. Ooh, or, even uh, better. Yeah, 818 208 1681. You know it's real, Dave, because I didn't say 555, you know, like they do in movies. 818-208-1681. Leave your feedback or email at us at theextrapointsgang at gmail.com. We got Against All Odds coming up tomorrow. We're going to go over, I guess there'll be six NBA series odds out by then. Maybe seven. In the you're, morning, letting, six, you're letting Barry the liar back on? Well, how about that? He lied. He said, uh, Barry, it's Harry, believe it or not. It is. Oh, it is. Oh, that makes sense. Now. <laughs> that sense. I didn't know why Harry guy. was defending Barry <laughs> as much as he was there, but okay. gets me crazy. People lying about how much they won. Well, that's 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 you know what, Dave, you know what you can say about Dave Damashek? Yeah. One, he's a handsome devil. But yeah. two, 
um, is uh, the no jive policy is right. in full effect, and that the no jive policy is no jive. I am willing to wear it. I will wear it. I have not said a single thing correct and you should bet against me <laughs> at every well what's turn, the I point guess. of lying about how much you want first of all people ask me for a loan i don't want that i'll, I'll lie the other way right it's like uh yeah how, did you it's pay like your my, taxes yeah no nah, the savvy make- country club golfer you don't t- it, it's not that that's right the youngsters are trying to get their handicap as low as possible mm-hmm. the savvy golfer is trying to get it jacked up oh, right. oh did i did i forget to put to um, to enter my 79 that I shot there, huh? My mm. handicap stays a little higher than it should be. It's all part of the hustle. Um, mm-hmm. all right, Joel, Jim, give us our extra points. What was the best point? Worst point, Joel, you, uh, you're the positive guy of the two, right? <laughs> I'm not on Dave's, uh, on board with his idea of we should make a dream team of us soccer, but bobsled, I think he's absolutely onto something. We should send our best athletes. In, in, in fact, I think Dave and the Digener Trifecta would make a great four-man bobsled. Team. No! Harry, <laughs> we, need, we, need two, we need two actual good people, but no, the two in the no, middle Harry, are, are, are irrelevant. No, Harry, Harry has told us he is a fantastic athlete no matter what the <laughs> well, sport then this is. Isn't it, no, Harry is the bobsled. Yes. <laughs> You've got... You've got the original Splash Brothers, the Sicoli Brothers being the Pushmen, Dave Stewart, right. South Coach, and I, I, I'll i see you at the Olympics, boys. I like it. Harry's the blob sled. I like that. Let's do that. Um, Herschel Walker did Not this, nice right? Nice at all. Yeah. Herschel yes, Walker he did. did yeah. Right. What, and was he good? Were we good? I can't even remember. I mean- He, I, he didn't I, embarrass himself. You should not. Your sport- is a silly sport. Poker is the best example of that. Like if Gabe Kaplan can go and be at the final table, then you're how seriously am I supposed to take your sport? Right. If Herschel Walker can decide on a Tuesday, Hey, guess what? I'm an Olympic bobsledder now. Then Dave Damashek's going to follow suit. I know, and, but uh, they, if we, you fall out, you die. Right. I mean, curling is one thing and there's, you know, all the punchlines are exhausted <laughs> from curling because you're, you're sweeping. <laughs> you I you fall you out. You're going to top speeds? flying out of that thing. You do hear about it, I think. All right. Uh, nine, what was the 92 Olympics? What was that? Someone. What happened, Joel? Oh, he plays seventh. The team plays seventh. It was a four man. Uh, that's right. Uh, it was a two man and, and oh. uh, they finished in seventh place at the 92 winter oh, wow. Olympics. All right. Not bad. There you go. I'll take it. That and is, it is really hard to imagine that well, countries are, what, that, that there are such things as like that, that there are bobsledding dynasties. How mm-hmm. could anybody be, how could any country or any group or like a group of four guys be like, we're the best in the world. Like, yeah. at what? Is, like you, you push Tebow. the sled, you jump in. Like, who's, how could you be that much better than anybody else? They made a movie about the Jamaican bobsled team. All right, Jim, let's hear the negative. Worst point of the day. Going to have to give it to Dave's point of Good. fixing sports in the middle of an ad read. <laughs> he didn't know. How is he supposed to know? <laughs> I was talking golf and bet boosts and stuff like that. He's Here, I have over my shoulder in a picture. The star of Youngblood, the the uh, uh, the eponymous uh, uh, Dean Youngblood, right there, played by Rob Lowe. Not a handsome devil, pretty. That's how Hollywood would portray me. They'd use a pretty boy, but okay. And there's Jim over my shoulder, Racky, Un- <laughs> grotesque, <laughs> unlikable, a villain to all. Wow, there you go, Jim. Was it worth it? <laughs> right there, you go. 
Uh, that'll do it for another episode of Extra Points. And just a reminder to everyone out there, even though you may feel like underdogs, please remember, you're all my favorites. What, what am I doing? Why am I doing this to myself? It's, it's no way to live, Sal. It's no way to live!